Hello, this is Rick Comeric, Certified Financial Planner, and I'm bringing you the first quarter market review for 2019. Can you believe it? The first quarter is done. It's gone. We're already entering into the second quarter. So here it is. Let's go ahead and get started. So the first slide here shows how various stock markets performed. We have the US stock market, international, emerging, and global. And what you can see here across the board is that there were some very strong numbers. US up 14.04. Uh, if we look at the quarterly average return, it was 2%. So you can see that 14.04 is much greater than the average of about 2% per quarter. So very strong quarter, all green, all positive across the board. In addition to that, bonds were also up in the US as well as the global markets there. The long-term summary, if we look back over the past year, we're still seeing that we're in the red in some of the international developed or international emerging markets are still in the red, but the US markets are up. Uh, bond markets are also up over the year. And then of course, if we expand our time horizon from beyond one year to five years or 10 years, of course, it's all green, it's all positive across the board there. If we were to look at all the different countries and their markets and rank them from best to worst, who was best in the first quarter? Well, it turns out that it was Hong Kong, followed by Canada, followed by Belgium. Those were the best three. The worst three were Spain, Singapore, and Japan. But the cool thing about this is that even the worst three had some very good positive returns. So normally it's not like that. A lot of times we'll see you know, the bottom area in the red have some negative numbers for the quarter. Uh, but this last quarter, as you can see, it was positive across the board. So once again, some, some very good numbers there for the first quarter. As it pertains to real estate, um, both US as well as international real estate did really good for the quarter. Uh, US up 15.72 and the international up 11.73. In terms of fixed income, Quick note here on this is we did see what they call the yield curve inversion, and that's that downward slope here. And essentially uh, what this means or what it looks like is, for example, the yield on the 10-year treasury note decreased 28 basis points to 2.41. So that's the 10-year, 2.41. On the shorter end, the one-month T-bill was relatively unchanged at 2.43. So you can get a one month T-bill for 2.43 or a 10 year treasury at 2.41. So what you can see here is that you're not being compensated for that additional time based on the current yields of that. And that's what they call the yield curve inversion. So it leaves uh, for some caution for the future. But um, of course, the future at this point is still unknown. Um, the impact of diversification, uh, what this shows is the various asset classes, whether it be 100% stock or 100% treasury bills or everything in between. And over a goodness 30 year period or so, uh, essentially, if we look at any one year, for example, everything's hovering around two to 3%. However, if we stretch it out to a three year, a five year, or even a 10 year, we can see that stocks have a higher expected returns than do bonds. So over the long term, uh, we need the stocks to outperform the bonds. Of course, in the short term, it's anybody's guess uh, as what could happen. I hope that helps and uh, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about retirement, investing, uh, or financial planning in general.